Welcome to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy, dedicated to celebrating women like you as you embrace a new beginning after divorce, separation, or whatever. I'm Mandy Walker, and I'm your host. Consider this. Your diamond ring, bridal set, or other diamond jewelry can be a hidden financial asset that helps you with that fresh start. But selling jewelry can be a nightmare. Worthy offers an easy, headache-free solution by partnering with you to help you sell your jewelry and get the best deal on your piece. Our quick and easy process means less work for you and more money when you sell, all done from the comfort of your home. Visit worthy.com to learn more. For this episode, we're talking about betrayal. When we're talking about divorce and betrayal, my mind automatically goes to infidelity. But the message my guest has today is that it's so much more than that. It's about feeling betrayed by the ideals we've been raised with, marriages forever, the happy ever after, the happy family, even the idea of what is and what is not family, our roles as a wife and as a mother. That sense of betrayal can leave us feeling angry and resentful and can hold us back from living our life to our full potential. So joining us today to talk about the big pitch of betrayal is my guest, Laura Cheadle. Laura is a former divorce attorney, now divorce recovery coach. She's a TEDx speaker and a life and leadership coach who shows women how to break free from the burnout and betrayal to live their lives to their fullest potential. Welcome, Laura. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. So am I, because like when I got your material and I thought betrayal, okay, that, that's infidelity. I think we've covered that. But then as soon as I read it and your message about it being so much more, I said, yes, this is a message. This is something that we have to talk about. So my, my first question is, like, how common is it for your clients to feel a sense of betrayal? extremely common, extremely common. And quite often they don't exactly, they don't even know that it is betrayal. They're just like resentful and this isn't what I signed up for. And I don't think I can find love again and I don't trust it. And then when we start having the conversations around, the the betrayal is the breaking of an expectation that you relied on, that ruptured your view of yourself or the world. Do you think it could be some betrayal? And usually women are like, oh my gosh, that's exactly how I feel. I feel like I'm not good enough. I feel like the world lied to me. I don't feel like I can trust anybody anymore. Yes, that's betrayal. Right, and and that is exactly what I took from your message and the fact that so many of us don't recognize it as that. And we end up like our marriages end. And even if it doesn't involve infidelity, there's this feeling of like, well, that really sucked and that wasn't what it was supposed to be. And how did I end up here? And yeah. Yeah. And also even taking it deeper, what's wrong with me? Because even though rationally we know, okay, there's a lot of reasons for divorce. Inside, we still have that little girl part of us that is like, well, if I'm good enough and pretty enough and a good enough wife, this isn't going to happen to me because I'm a good person. 
So what did I do wrong? Because it just happened to me. Right. Yeah. Even though in our heads, we know better in our hearts and in our bodies, we still feel betrayed. So that's a real aha moment for people to go through. Yeah. And it's, it's tender too, because when you're betrayed, you are the victim. You have been duped. You are in a place of pain. And the only way through it is to go through it. Yeah, you can't avoid it. No. No. So is it helpful then? Like so often I think that we're focused on the pain that has been caused by our spouse. Mm -hmm. But then seeing the bigger picture about betrayal, about you had said these expectations that have been broken. Does that help people in maybe accepting like it's not the soon to be ex or their spouse that's totally to blame and does it help to to kind of shift things for maybe a better parenting relationship it does it does it one of the things that i really do with people is i help them understand what are your expectations what what did you expect a co-parent to what do you expect a co-parent to do What did you expect your spouse to do? Because once you can start articulating what your expectations are, then you can regain control. Oh, I had this expectation. It actually wasn't realistic and that's okay. It was kind of a naive expectation based on culture, family, religion, society, whatever it is. But when you have that awareness that that was my expectation, then you can be more kind to yourself, first of all, And then second of all, you can communicate that expectation with somebody else. And then you've got a much greater chance for success. Because if you can connect to your, you know, ex in a co-parenting type of a situation and communicate, this is my expectation. Now, it's not that they're going to meet that expectation, but at least you have first identified what your expectation is, second, communicated it. So then third, you know If it's going to be met, perfect. You don't feel betrayed. And if it's not, you also have ideas on how can I meet my own expectation? If somebody else can't meet it for me, what can I do to meet that expectation? And that takes you out of that victim mode and gives you a little bit more control over your internal state. Right. Gosh, um, there's a a few things in there. Yes. Oh, gosh. I'm thinking, you know, unpacking or understanding, you know, what were your expectations? That That's quite a lengthy, involved conversation. And you had said it's all about culture and religion and family. And I mean, do you have a, a process for teasing all of that out? I do. I do. I've got a five-step process <laughs> that I do with my women. And what I encourage people to do is to spend about six months going through it because it's not something that we can just rip, you know, ourselves open and say, aha, ah, when I was six years old, I had this idea. And aha, when I was observing my parents in relationship, there are things you need to sit with. There are things you need to just process and ponder and move through life. It's an understanding that has developed through living, through inquiry, through journaling, through having conversations with people who will help ask you the right questions to start teasing that out. 
And I imagine sometimes it's like once you start on this journey, you could go through an event. Maybe there was something that you're working on with your kids and your co-parent and it doesn't go well and there's some sort of misunderstanding, but it creates flashbacks. Yes. And then it helps you to go back and say, wow, so yeah, that was part of my expectation. And I think it goes back to this. Right. Right. And those are some of the, my favorite questions that I ask to clients. First question is, what is it really about? And what does it remind you of? What similar situation does this remind you of? And when you can sit with that and think, what is this really about? Why am I so emotional or upset? Or what's it really about? And what does it remind me of? Then you start gaining insight into what you believe. Because the way we think the world should work is the way we think the world should work. And we don't tend to give it a lot of conscious thought. Why do I think this is true? Why do I think this is not true? It's just the way it is. We've always known, those aren't things that we inquire into in daily life. And yeah, so I'm thinking there, I'm getting a a visual about um, Disney movies and Disney princesses. (laughs) Oh my goodness, yes. (laughs) And we watch those when we're little girls. And subconsciously, we take in those messages. Yeah. I talk a lot about, I don't know if listeners have ever seen the Anjali perfume commercial from the 1970s, but it's the song, I can bring home the bacon, fry it up in a pan, and never let you forget you're a man. And the image is this, you know, polished woman in this beautiful business suit strutting off to work. (laughs) And then she's cooking and she's happy. And then she's reading her kids' bedtime stories and she looks perfect. And then she slinks out in this gorgeous like negligee for the night. And it's the 24-hour woman. And consciously, no, I know that I can't be happy and positive and beautiful 24-7, but it's that subconscious programming that I should be able to do this. And if I'm too tired for sex, can't, you know, I'm having a struggle at work, can't get the kids to cooperate and everything is falling apart, that it's somehow my fault. It's not just that it's life. It's that, Lori, you did something wrong. But like going back and uncovering all that, it's not about getting like maybe angry or upset with your family of origin because that's a chain effect too because they, I think about you know, both my parents are past, but I think about my upbringing and think, you know, I, I know that they loved me and I know that they were doing the very best they could. They were also actually both teenagers during World War II in England. So there are impacts there. So it's like, I think that it, it is really helpful to understand where these expectations come from, but not to in a blaming or angry way. No, no. Because when we blame and get angry, we give our power away. So when, like I, you know, I use the example of the Anjali perfume commercial. So my expectation is that I can be perfect and beautiful and in control 24-7. Being able to just say that to myself, even though I know in my head it's not realistic, 
it's not blaming. It's that I have an unrealistic expectation. So when I know I have an unrealistic expectation and then it's not met, that's up to me to deal with. That's up to me to process and to start finding tools, you know, humor, enlisting help, communicating it to somebody else. Oh my gosh, the kids are running around. Life got crazy. We've miscommunicated on things. This is not in alignment with my expectation that everything is going to be perfect in you. <laughs> um, you know, we're going to take a short break, but then we're going to come back to talk about more about breaking those expectations and setting new ones and how to manage that process. I want to thank my listeners for listening. My guest today is Laura Cheadle. Laura is a former divorce attorney, now divorce recovery coach. She's a TEDx speaker and a life and leadership coach who shows women how to break free from burnout, betrayal, and to live their lives to the fullest potential. And I'm hoping that you will stay tuned, listeners, for more of Laura's advice. We'll be right back. Moving past divorce is hard enough without your old engagement ring staring you in the eye every time you open your jewelry box. With Worthy, you'll find a selling partner who will help you transform your ring from a symbol of the past to a financial asset to help you start fresh. Worthy takes care of everything, from insurance coverage to secure shipping, professional grading, and more. So when you're ready to sell, visit worthy.com. We're ready when you are. Welcome back to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle. I'm Mandy Walker. I'm your host. And in this episode, we're talking about betrayal. And my guest today is Laura Cheadle. Laura is a former divorce attorney, now divorce recovery coach. Laura, before we go back to my questions, I wanted to ask you if you would share with our listeners a little bit about your book. And your book is Flaunt, Drop Your Cover and Reveal Your Smart, Sexy and Spiritual Self. Yes. My book really helps women shed those layers of identity. It allows women to embrace all facets of who they are because we're all smart in our own way. We are all sexy in our own way. We're all spiritual in our own way. And it's got practical advice and steps and exercises, as well as stories that will really guide listeners into stripping out of those layers of belief, layers of identity, so they can shine. And I love that you just did the ad for Worthy because I say, like a gem, all facets need to be exposed in order to shine brilliantly. And how often are we like, oh, but I'm going to hide this about me. And I'm embarrassed about that, so I'm going to cover it up. And I don't want anybody to know that I'm 20 pounds over, so I'm going to cover up. Mm -mm. Expose and let yourself (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think most of us are a work in progress on that front. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that sounds like a, a wonderful guide to help people. And, you know, and going through divorce is really... A it's such a transitional time. It's it is a time when so many of us look inwards and do that introspection, and we're reinventing ourselves. So it is a great time to strip away some of those layers and say, "I'm going to accept myself the way that I am." Yes, 
Yes. And acceptance is truly what it's all about. FLAUNT is an acronym, F-L-A-U-N-T, and A-U stands for accept unconditionally. And I like to say that's the golden center of FLAUNT because that's where the gold is, is when we can really accept ourselves exactly as we are. And our children do that so well. I know, right? (laughs) They're a lot more forgiving of us than we are are of ourselves. Yes. Um, So I think as part of that flawed exercise, it goes back to looking at these unrealistic expectations, like once you've realized that they're unrealistic, how do you work with people to start undoing some of that? I mean, some of that is like deeply brainwashed into us. Yes. It's not just a matter of waking up in the morning and saying, okay, I'm going to believe something different. You. It, it's, it takes some time to undo that and to have a different perspective. So how do you go about that? What do you recommend to people? Yeah, thank you for asking that. The the flaunt acronym is or the five steps that I use. But the very first step, we can go into that a little bit. The S stands for find your fetish. And fetish is a fun, naughty word because so often, especially for women, we think if we do anything to please ourselves, that we are selfish and that we are not womanly and that we're not worthy. And that's the first getting divorced can be considered selfish. Absolutely, because who are you to who are you to do that to your family? Who are you to do that to society? So yeah. And I have women start practicing. How do you feel? What do you want in this moment? And I even tell people, you don't even have to do it, but just start identifying. Like in this moment, I really want a nap. Or I really want to make pasta for dinner. But because my kids are here, I'm going to make burritos. Just identify what you want because we are not used to asking ourselves what we want. And that's the very first step is just figuring that out. What do I need in this moment? What do I want in my day? And once you can start identifying what your wants are, then the next step is to start doing some of those things. But again, it's a process. We can't just wake up and all of a sudden say, this is what I want and this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to create all these new boundaries. It's a process. I have my own little, I don't know, maybe expectation or something that's really ingrained in my head, having worked in financial services for 22 plus years. I'm a real like, oh my God, you know, the stock market's open and it's time to work. Um, (laughs) Yes. And I don't work, you know, I work for myself now, but there are times when if I'm quiet and I could go out and go for a bike ride, I feel guilty about not working. Yes. Yes. And so I, you know, and I can recognize that that's because of this brainwashing that I have. Mm -hmm. And then that gives me some ability to say, no, you're okay. You can go for a bike ride. Yes, yes. And the next, I love that you said that because the L in flaunt, F is find your fetish, L is laugh out loud. And it's to allow ourselves even nervous laughter, like, oh, I'm going to go do this. When we laugh, we reclaim our nervous systems. We balance and we, it processes emotion. And instead of being like, I'm so stressed, I'm so nervous, should I or shouldn't I? 
if we start laughing and leaning into joy, it's going to help us again, reconnect to our bodies and our hearts and to figure out what we're going to do. And it will also physically bring us joy because as we're laughing, as we're smiling, we're going to get some of those endorphins, some of those neurotransmitters start um, kicking in. So it will calm us down and it will make us smarter and wiser about who we are and what we want. That's a that's a, a really good message, and I think that it's one that you know would resonate for many years after divorce. Yeah. But it really does help you to get onto a new pathway. It does. Um, I'm curious about you know what have you found from your clients or even yourself about what what are the rewards of doing this work? Oh, I think the biggest reward is a sense of peace inside, a sense of, I know who I am and I know why I'm on this earth and what I want to do. And that no matter what happens around me, I'm going to be okay. Because for too many of us facing the divorce journey, there's that huge fear. Our nervous systems do get hijacked. There's that fear. Am I going to be okay? Am I making a mistake? Why did he do this to me? Why did she do this? And there's all of this weird blame and defense and then questioning, am I going to be okay? And I think the biggest reward is knowing I've got myself. I will never betray myself again. I will never never settle for less than I deserve. I will never allow myself to go back into the story. And whatever happens, I've got my own back. And I'll be fine. Whether I have another relationship or don't, I'll be fine. Whether I, you know make a million dollars or I struggle for the next several years, I will be fine. Whatever happens, I will be fine. And I think that peace and that knowledge that I will be fine, whether it's a pandemic or any, I'll be fine. That's invaluable. Absolutely. And, I, and I'm thinking that there's, a, there's an element there too about building confidence to find your own path when it's not what everybody else is doing. Yes. And to be able to claim that unapologetically, this is who I am and this is what I want. That's all I need. If you don't want to date, that's fine. Don't date. If you want to date multiple people, date multiple people. But it's about empowering yourself to believe in yourself and finding your own path without all of these societal expectations that we're raised with. Yeah. If you want to get back together with your former partner, have at it. I mean, truly, it's about you. And maybe if you don't, if you got kind of broke away, broke away from those false expectations, that might clear a path to doing that. Exactly. Because when I wear too many masks and layers and the partner wears too many masks and layers, we can't get to each other because they're just false you know, false personas. And it's about how to strip down comfortably and be confident as who you are. In my book, I use the analogy of burlesque that we're, you know, it's like we have the corset on, we have the shapewear, we have the nylons, we have, you know, all these different layers. We have the boa, we have the feathers, we have, and we put on all this stuff and our partner doesn't know us. And whether you want to date or not, let yourself be seen. That's how we attract authentic friendships or relationships. And that's how we find peace and joy within ourselves. And does it help with parenting? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. There is nothing more powerful than being able to tell your child, I'm not exactly sure what to do in this situation. My concern for you is safety or that you understand this concept or whatever. And I don't want to fight with you. And I feel like we're fighting and I don't know what to do because this is important to me and you're not doing this. And I don't know what to do. So this is what I'm trying and I hope it works. So that can build a better communications between you and your child because you're being authentic. Yeah, because somebody can only fight you if you're pushing against them. And so often when we quit pushing and we just say, this is what's important to me and I don't know how to make this happen. It calms our child too. And then they understand and then it's not a fight. And then it's not about control. It's about how do we move forward? Mom doesn't want to fight with me. How can we get on the same page? How can we collaborate? Yeah. And kids are wise. Sometimes they'll tell you. (laughs) They are indeed. Um, Laura, we're we're almost out of time. I'm I'm wondering if you've got one um, story, perhaps like a personal story of a, a discovery that you made going through this process. Oh, I, I've made so many, so many discoveries. <laughs> I think my biggest, I think my biggest discovery about myself was that I don't have to be perfect to be worthy. As you know, a lawyer, you have to build so many hours to be good enough. I said, you know, the example of the 1970s commercial, I have to be the right weight. I have to be the right size. My house, house has to be decorated the right way. My kids have to be the right Know it, know that everything blew up in my face and I'm still worthy. I'm actually more worthy than I ever realized that I was. And that, what a relief to finally realize I don't have to be perfect. I can just be me. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. And yeah, I love that. I love the idea of we don't have to hold ourselves out to being perfect. Mm-mm. Nope. I can be a hot mess and it's all okay. <laughs> Laura, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Mandy. I had a ton of fun. This is my guest today was former divorce attorney and now divorce recovery coach, Laura Cheadle. Laura is a life and leadership coach who shows women how to break free from burnout and betrayal to live their lives to their fullest potential. And remember, do check out Laura's book, Slaunt, F-L-A-U-N-T, Drop your cover and reveal your smart, sexy, and spiritual self. And we'll make sure that that is in the show notes so you'll be able to access it. Thanks for listening to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy. Worthy is a selling partner you can trust to help you get the best deal possible on your diamond jewelry. Visit worthy.com to learn more and get started. If you have questions about an episode, compliments you'd like to share, or would like to be a guest, please email us at podcast at worthy.com. Follow the podcast at We Are So Worthy on Instagram, or see our Facebook page, Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, for information about the show. Please see our show notes at worthy.com forward slash podcast for resources and more information about today's episode and guest. I'm your host, Mandy Walker. You can learn more about me at mandywalker.com. Huge thank yous to Worthy's production team. Listen, follow, or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen. 
Our next episode will be live in two weeks, so stay tuned. <laughs>